Hey, what is good, people? This is episode 53. This is Sports Debate Tuesday, and the episode starts right now. Guess who's back? Back again. Guess who's back? My best friend, <laughs> guess who's back? We're not whack. Rob is black. I'm kind of black. All right, what's up, people? Episode 53. This is Sports Debate Tuesday along with Rob. Keep it. McLean. McLean. I am Jason DeBeas, and here we have another episode. A lot to talk about. We got a small UFC sh uh, show coming up with a big main event, Overeem versus Volkov. Maybe we'll tap on that a little bit. Uh, Super Bowl's around the corner. Come uh, Fast approaching this week. Rob and I are tied for playoff records 8-4. and four. Very interested to see who's who he's going to pick for the Super Bowl. But first things first blockbuster trade rob mclean stafford that's right my man stafford from detroit is being traded to the rams for golf two future first rounders third rounder and a drum roll at the end of course golf Whoops. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm going to talk a little bit less and I'm going to show a little bit more for the people who have audio be patient so basically, this is the trade. The Rams get Stafford, and the Lions get Jared Goff, 20, 2022 first-round pick, 23 first-round pick, and a 21 third-round pick. Man, the Rams are not going to be able to get first-rounders until what it seems like 2026. So, Rob, the question is, who wins in this trade? Do the Rams win in this trade, or do the Lions? <clears throat> Um, you know, I think in the short term, I really say that the Rams did a great job. I think anybody who's going to pick up Matthew Stafford is going to bring him into a, a really great, stable uh, situation. And that's really what the Rams have. They just have to, you know, you know, tweak up their offensive line a little bit. But that's what you have the draft for. Um, I know they got rid of a lot of draft picks, but you don't have to do it in the first round. You know, you can do it two, three, four, five. And that's where you get some great picks, some great value. So they just got to keep building that uh, interior uh, offensive line. And then, uh, you know, you know, the Lions, I think they understand that they're in a total rebuild mode, you know, and this is the same thing I'd say to Houston, where if you don't have your team ready, what's the point of having a franchise quarterback? Why even put that guy in a situation? You might as well get as much as you can for him and bring back an entire team that's ready to build together. And maybe you don't get the better quarterback in that situation, but you might get the better team in that uh, in that scenario. So, uh, yeah, drafting and, and, and trading, very difficult. Uh, but I think they both um, did a great job of getting great value on both sides. I think the Lions need that long-term value, um, and they got it in a, a young, uh, promising quarterback, as well as draft capital and uh, the Rams need something right now. You know, they have Aaron Donald. They have Jalen Ramsey. They have, uh, you know, a, a solid offense. Uh, they need somebody who's more of a leader, who's more of a, a veteran, capable guy to take that offense to the next level. And, you know, I honestly believe that that's a, an amazing trade for both teams. It is an amazing trade for both both teams. And both both teams do benefit, like you said. You, you mentioned one long-term and one short-term. Um, as to the question of who I think benefits more, um, 
because we both know the truth in the middle, but as to the question of which side of the middle is the truth on, I got to go with the Rams on this one. The Rams are betting the house that Matthew Stafford can take them back to the promised land. And I think eventually they're going to they're gonna lose the house in a couple of years, but they think the benefit of being deep in the playoffs and getting back to the Super Bowl uh, allows the, their, them to survive that, and the fans will still come and watch them, even, even if get, they get better, should I say when they get bad. <laughs> Uh, I like the trade because Detroit and the Detroit fans always, and they, the experts always keep referring to Matthew Stafford as being injury prone. He's injury prone. He's injury prone. He's had all these injuries and this and that. But the only time that he's actually missed games because of said injuries was the eight games he was out. And that was, that was a bad one. That was a fracture. So as they basically got a guy who can play, under the pain versus a guy who, who you know, golf who may not be fragile. They got a guy who's begging for a coach, a decent coach to help him take, you know, as a trade-off to take him to the promised land. And they got this guy who got golf to the promised land, you know. He's looking for a team where he, where Stafford's looking for a team where he doesn't have to keep winning shootouts every week. And and now he's got a team that, that, that boasts the best overall defense in the league last season. Now... The Lions get a lot. There's something to be said about first getting first-rounders for the next couple of years in the third-rounder. They're getting a lot with Goff, but even though I don't see anyone that can protect him and I don't see a running game that can soften a blowout, so I think the situation is going to get worse for them having Goff, even though the, the, what they're getting around Goff and all the laundry, that, uh, that uh, the, good, the clean laundry that comes with them is going to be beneficial to them in, in the near future, as you just asserted earlier. But, I, Rob, I got to go with... I gotta go with with Rams on this one. I see them being in the playoffs this year again, and I see them being in the playoffs next year. How far they go remains to be seen because I, we don't know what Tom's going to do in the Super Bowl. We don't know, you know, Aaron Rodgers, even though there's a little drama there, you know uh, the usual suspects are going to be back in the playoff posi uh, position. But, and I'll finish with this, one of the usual suspects somehow, someway was the Rams. They got into the playoffs, over, you know, over Kyler Murray, you know, I mean, better than the Bears. But then again, you know, which playoff team wasn't. And because of good coaching and because there's not a whole lot of high drama there and because Matthew Stafford is a guy that if he dislocates his shoulder, he's going to throw it his left. You know, you, he's he's and I'm, you how, how in, in this world, Rob, is someone injury prone and at the same time still reliable? I give you Matthew Stafford. True. Yeah, very true. Yeah, I mean, even to that, uh, you know, who who's more beneficial? Um, you know, will the Rams win a win a Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford? Or, you know, will Detroit start getting to the playoffs for the first time ever consistently with, you know, the draft hall that they uh, or the trade hall they just came up with? So, you know, I think, it, you know, it remains to be seen. It's kind of hard to tell who wins right away but uh you know in the short term you know we're talking about the right now i mean absolutely the rams uh i think matthew stafford is definitely going to bring that team up and up a level from where they are is nfc championship uh you know right around and that's let's know, not place forget, to be but let's get rid of the analytics and let's talk about the other factor that franchise is snake bitten you know how we, me and you, we tease. We played a little Stephen A. song from first take about the, the Cowboys accident waiting. Mm -hmm. 
I give you the Detroit Lions. That's true. <laughs> Under the radar. Some way, somehow, <laughs> when you count on the most, they will let you down. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Matthew Stafford. I mean, I we don't. I mean, the coach. I like the coach as a pick, but he's unproven. They find ways to lose games. Matthew Stafford, in fact, his record against teams that made that went to the playoffs is a combined 10 wins and 59 losses. <laughs> so, so, and everybody holds that against him, but it's weird how, and, uh, I don't know. I, I, I just think they got it right, Rob. I just think they got it right. I think both, like you said, they, I don't think there's any real losers here. Both, both of them got it right. What they do about it, of course, you know, remains to be seen. And it's fun for us to predict what's going to happen. But, but it was logical. It was sensible. And, and it's to be determined if it's right. All right. For so sure. cool, man. That's so let's move on. Topic two, a lot of festivities, media week for, for the, the upcoming Super Bowl, the most televised, the most watched game probably other watched event in the history of, of sports right i mean the, the super bowl is so popular the halftime show pays them <laughs> and getting commercial time in a super bowl is golden so here we go we got the tampa bay bucks who by the way the game's in tampa bay so that's the first time in the history of the nfl that the host team uh, furnishes their home team or, or the host of the super bowl furnishes their own their home team and that's that's tb12 Number 12, Tom Brady. And they're going against the beast. <laughs> the beast on the other side of the other conference. Just an absolute beast. And, and a team that you and I wouldn't be surprised if they were three-peach uh, champions, which has never happened in the history of the NFL. So, Rob, the question is, my boyfriend's back bigger than before. That's Tom Brady. Can Tom Brady pull this off? Can he beat? A, a stout defense, a, a, a well-coached team that, that boasts a, a decent running game and an even better receiving core. You know, <clears throat> what's, what's kind of crazy is I think, um, I, like, normally if Patrick Mahomes didn't get concussed and, you know, he's playing his normal fashion, I think that Tampa Bay actually comes away with this and, and wins, being that, you know, they're on their home turf. They get and they can get quick scores. They can, you know, they can put the uh, you know they can put uh, the bar pretty high on scoring. They can play really good defense. You know, I think it's really difficult uh, to say that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not going to show up. You know, um, Kansas City. You know, before Patrick Mahomes got injured, uh, they were you know some games they put up forty. 43 and, you know, three quarters. Sometimes they put up 12 and three quarters. You know, it was kind of topsy-turvy. But from what I saw last week, um, it's kind of scary. You know, I think Patrick Mahomes is still, like the ceiling that he has to, that he's going to reach is going to be when he actually sits in the corner, sits in the, sits in the pocket and does nothing but play football. And I think a lot of times he kind of, you know, because it comes so easily to him, but he doesn't necessarily play the best football. He plays the most beautiful football. He plays the most uh, fun to watch football, you know, no look passes, but of talking about going through your progressions and each and every play, putting the ball where it needs to go and getting it into your playmaker's hands. 
Um, I don't think he really was that quarterback yet. And I think he can transition into it when he realizes that you should not leave the pocket when you have 300 pound uh, linemen running at directions you can't always see. So, and, and it comes to mobile quarterbacks a lot quicker than it comes to quarterbacks in the pocket. But the thing is, Last week, I think I saw the best Patrick Mahomes I think I've ever seen because he didn't he didn't scramble unless he needed to. He wasn't as loose in the pocket as he used to. Is. And, you know, he just they, – they played clean, unbeatable football. Um, so, to me, if that Patrick Mahomes comes out another week uh, away from a possible concussion, I think I got to go to Kansas City, and I'm not going with that uh, – Kansas City and just saying, oh, well, that's the easy pick. I honestly think that Tampa Bay is the easy pick here. Going at home, Tom Brady, one of the only people who really knows how to dominate in a Super Bowl or at least control a Super Bowl. You can't really dominate a Super Bowl, but control it, you know, to where I'm the guy on the field you got to be scared of. You know, he's one of the only people I, I've ever really watched do that, especially my lifetime. You know, of the last 12 Super Bowls, he's been in more than half of them. So it's just, he's a. Uh, yeah, I, I got to go with Mahomes here. I think it's just a change in the guard, and uh, I think Tom's going to try as much as he can, but I think it's going to be exactly what you say. I think it's going to be a three-peat. But I got Kansas City, man. That's what I'm going with. That's what I'm rolling with. Their defense is just too dang much, man. I don't think they're going to – Tom Brady not moving around. You're going to get that much pressure on him. Ooh, let's see what happens. Rob, keeping McLean. McLean. Two weeks ago, when I saw the way Kansas City Chiefs dominated the Buffalo Bills, a, a team that they were already favored to beat, so it wasn't really as much the what as, as to me as, as much as it was the how, right? And you knew Mahomes was going to perform when he needed to, if not in the clutch, maybe the entire game. You knew that the Buffalo Bills, even though their defense is stout and well-coached, you knew they were suspect against the run, and you knew maybe some of these guys are break a run here and there. You knew Tariq Hill was going to be Tariq Hill no matter who's defending him. You knew Travis Kelsey um, has defenders bouncing off him when he, when, he, when he goes over the middle. I mean, people run into him, and it's, it's no result. And, he's, he's, and the, the, um, the era of the tall, uh, muscular white guy is, is is as far as receiving cores is, con, is concerned is in full effect okay it used to be the diva slick you know thin thin african-american just just moves this and that but man between little and those guys and, and just whatever so and I, i'm not trying to make it racial i'm just having a little fun because we're both biracial and but the thing that stuck out to kansas city to me was not all those things it was the way the defense handled as josh allen and Josh Allen ran for 88 yards with eight on eight, on eight attempts, but those weren't attempts; <laughs> those were run for they your were. life yards. <laughs> and he had some, even when he had protection, his number one wideout and his receiving core couldn't get open. And even when he didn't have protection, he was running for his life. And I don't. And two weeks ago, I'm like. Brady can't, I mean, Brady can't even escape the way Josh Allen can. And Brady, uh, uh, under protection. Are his are his receivers and is Antonio Brown and all these guys going to get open? And then I took all of that away, and I I went to bed one last night and I woke up and I opened my eyes and I said, "Never bet against Tom Brady. Never bet against Tom Brady." 
seven out of six out of nine times. I, I mean, you're gonna be right if you pick this guy to win him in the Super Bowl. These the man's been to the Super Bowl half the time. His 20 year career, because I don't count that that game that he got injured, you know, in the first quarter or the first game, um, where Matt Castle had to finish the season. He's been to the Super Bowl 10 out of his 20 years, half half the time, and one. Six out of nine. You know, I mean, it's. I mean, whether it's seven out of ten or six out of ten uh, uh, is gonna, remains to be seen. But I trust him to make fast decisions in the pocket more than I trust Josh Allen. I trust him, his receiving core to get to get open when he has protection. I trust Jason Pierre-Paul and and the and the and and um, God. I called him Raheem Morris last year, last week. It's not him. It was Todd Bowles. You know, I trust, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Bowles to come up with a game plan to actually double team to recall and, and take their chances with Kelsey. And I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Bucks to win the Super Bowl. And, and it's, I don't call it a, a Brady ride off into the sunset thing. I think he's got another year with Tampa Bay. And I think, with the what Kansas City has now, I, I think win or lose, I think we wouldn't be surprised to see these same same two teams rematch next year. And I think that's I think next year's with you're gonna see the 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 handing off of the baton and the changing of the guards concerned. But um uh it's not entirely crazy to say never bet against Brady. You know, always go with Brady, and that's what I'm going to do now. You know, dude, besides, we're tied, man. We can't be picking the same people, and then, and, and, and you and me, we're tied. You're our win loss record, and no, and it's... we both get participation trophies like everybody's a winner, roasting marshmallows, singing camp songs, singing kumbaya. No, Rob, there's got to be a winner, and it's got to be a loser, and it's going to be me. Yeah. No, <laughs> I agree. No, I mean, I think uh, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I think I've probably gone against Tom Brady on most of his uh, Super Bowls, and I think I've been right, you know, two out of the three times. So I'm okay with my percentages. I'll go against him one more time. <laughs> He's like, Jay, it's all good. <laughs> G-Man, baby. Yeah, we had another subject matter, but it was very, very delicate and um, it, it had to do with um, Chad Wheeler, um, this, this assault case with his girlfriend. But because domestic abuse is, uh, I, I don't call it an epidemic, but because it's a, it's a hot button topic, I think it's something we can we could save to next week or whatever and this and that. And as, and as the facts continue to unfold and his arraignment is, the, uh, is on the 9th of February, uh, which is actually when we do our debate, our debate show, we'll have more information. We'll keep people posted on that. But uh, me, you know, you are a black man. Me and you know more ways than one I identify with being black. And when I just saw that he was white and had long hair, man, I just, I'm like, I just thank the Lord. You know, I'm like every time someone's getting busted for marijuana, or every time there's a domestic abuse thing, you know, you you pray, you pray it's not a black man, you know. Right. So um, yeah, and even the dog is bitching in the back, like ah, not again. Ah. So we're gonna skip that, all right? Because we got plenty of subject matter to talk about, and, and the more the close, the more this Super Bowl, this football thing comes to a close, the more you and I are going to be heated up talking about uh, college basketball and, and, and the National Basketball Association. But, but hey, next topic's next, right? It's That's right. my personal favorite, and we only have one, one subject matter for this, but, but no, without further ado, this is to shame or not to shame. 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 
Shane. Shane. All right, let's swipe it. And we are there. There's our one minute. Rob, to shame or not to shame? The Pro Bowl has been canceled and the players have done a virtual Pro Bowl via Madden 21. To shame or not to shame, Rob? You know, I say not to shame just because I really think they're trying their best, you know? Um, but yeah, like I, I just, I don't think anybody's really prepared for it. So at least they tried to do something to get it together, but maybe they could have created a little bit better of a something than, than a regular Madden game, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but Hey, yeah, it's a shame, but I think it's not. Yeah. To me, I say to shame be only because even though it's engaging and you, you, you know, these people have a lot of fan followers, a fans following them and the NFL is very getting engaging with their fans on a, on a more intimate level that, that is still a uh, uh, football associated in some aspects, not related to football. People come to watch you play. Okay. Last look, when this pandemic hit, I know they had horse, a bunch of retired players doing horse, but ain't nobody want to watch no horse. They wanted to watch some football and I wanted to watch some football. So shame, shame, shame. Shame a fool, man. Come on. Come on. Stop. <laughs> All right, Rob. Our next topic, still one of my favorite topics, I go with quick question. Quick question. Lolo. So Rob, um, a lot of these are sh uh, short, short answers, but one we're gonna go, we're gonna go a little longer because it just hit my desk this morning. Uh, Rob, quick question: The Nets signed Shumpert, Elon Shumpert. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Um, I mean, thumbs up. I go thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. I go thumbs up. They need some defense, dude, um, which we'll mm -hmm. talk about later. If you can move. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> quick question. Who's the better player in the NBA right now? Is it Joel Embiid or is it the Greek freak, Giannis? Um, at this moment, uh, Joel Embiid. Um, but over a season, you know, hard to say. I go Greek freak. Um, who is more influential the last 30 years, MJ or LeBron James? Uh, I mean, definitely MJ. Uh, but, you know, LeBron's... A Close second, you know. Definitely. Terrell will be second. <laughs> I go MJ because even though LeBron LeBron's philanthropy is, is well known off off the court, like everything he's wearing, everything he's about, and every every everything that anyone wants to be like is Mike, right? From Kobe yeah. all the way down. It's the the be like Mike thing is still whatever, and his and his and he still makes more money, and he's not even playing. He hasn't played in twenty years, so gotta go, Mike. Um, quick question. This one might not be. A quick question. This is the one that may not be quick. Will the Nets ever get better on defense? They they gave up 48 points in the fourth quarter on Sunday night to the Wizards, including um, they led by five with 10 seconds left and gave up three two three-pointers. Westbrook um, stroked the last one. So do you see them getting better defensively between now and the playoffs? No, I think their their whole goal is just, you know, shoot as many baskets and make as many more efficiently as, as other people can. Like you don't have to play great defense. You just have to play okay defense. All right. 
I agree. I don't see them getting much better. I mean, you got Steve Nash that's offensive-minded, and then a lot of the fact that they recruited D'Antoni to just take the D out of his name, just call him Antoni. He's not about defense either, okay? Elon Shumpert is probably the best shot they got at, they got at, get, at having a defense, and you, you just pray he can move, like you said before. So as, as to the quick question, we elongated a little bit. That's an emphatic no on my part. Okay, so quick question. We're picking winners now for the UFC, uh, like a house show coming up this weekend. UFC on, um, I believe, ESPN. Um, Overeem versus Volkov. Um, I got to go Volkov. I go with Overeem. Um, Corey Sanhagen versus Frankie Edgar. Ooh. Hmm. Boy, know, talk I about constant like, pressure, huh? Right. I think just like, you know, never never bet against uh, Tom Brady, unless it's like a championship level fight, you know, never go against Frankie Edgar. I think I'm going to go with Frankie Edgar, too. I'm a coward. Coward. Um, not the co-main event, but somewhere on the card, popular fight, Michael Johnson versus Clay Guida. Um, I'm going to go with Michael Johnson on this one. I think I'm going to go with uh, Michael Johnson, too. Cool. That that concludes quick question. And, Rob, we are just pouring through it, man, without the pick six. Um, and beef, But before we go, we got an RIP shout-out to John Chaney. John Chaney is a longtime coach uh, at Temple University, died at 89 years old. Um, 741 college wins, six Atlantic 10 titles, uh, two National Coach of the Year awards. And his they said his biggest accomplishment was championing so many underdogs and molding them into productive young men and stressed the importance of education and unfairness of standardized tests in the 24 years as um, Temple. So a little bit of activism, if you if you will, but um, ran ran he ran it like a boot camp. They, they said his 5 a.m. Um, practices and you know 5 a.m. in the morning were legendary. They were, it was like it was like the fifth ring of hell. <laughs> Just a whole bunch of yelling and you could. I mean, if you were gung ho and cock lock ready to rock, you you you. It, it was a miserable time. So you could only go into those practices one way. And I think that shaped and molded a lot of personalities um, that made his players more thicker skinned and that it prepared them more for life. Right because. You're trying to you're trying to mold these people to be good human beings and graduate life with honors and not, you know, and that's how and that's how they get into the game and that'll be their profession. So, mm. um, also, um, Temple, I think I don't know if Temple was Division Two at the time. They they won, he won the NCAA for Division Two, and I think either that was another team or they moved up to one. And um, yeah, that's my shout out multiple time. You know, Coach of the Year by Associated Press, one of those awards. R.I.P. John Cheney. Yep. And Rob, in haste and in quickness, we get out as fast as we got in this week on this episode 53. Is there anything you'd like to tell our audience before you leave? Stay safe, stay happy. My man. You know that never gets old, right? <laughs> never, never. <laughs> I switch it up old. always a little bit, you know, yeah. to what I'm feeling the other day. But you know, I held on to my seat. I held on to my seat just just to get surprised. But you know what? I released my seat with um, a level of happiness, knowing that it's a normal week, man. And I hope you have a good week this week. And for all of y'all listening, I hope y'all have a great week too. For all of you at home, for all of you on your iPad, iPhone, Droid, desktop, who runs the world, old school, old school. For my dude, Rob, keep it McLean McLean. This is episode 53. I'm Jason DeBeas. We're out.
Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.